After four days of not hearing it. Like, that song is, like, my new, like, life theme song. Really? That's what you miss? What I really miss, Sarah, is I truly miss your outfits. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, because I always try to guess what magazine you read to get that look. You know well, what I mean? magazine do you think I read to get this look that I'm wearing today? you got to snap this. Um, okay, I think you were either on the Pioneer Woman cooking blog, <laughs> all right, or, or Wrong. you were reading Horse Weekly. <laughs> Wrong. That is, that is so rude. How is that rude? That, that was my, That's what so I do. I come rude. in here every day, and I guess I go, hmm, I wonder what Sarah looked at for her. Like, look at my look, it's obvious You're for my sailor. look. You're clearly a sailor. You watched um, Below Deck on Bravo. God, so you're, home. You're, <laughs> you're so bad at this. No, I'm Waldo, Sarah, okay? Oh, you're supposed to be Waldo. I wear this so people will find me, right? Oh I'm snapping all this. i got to snap my outfit before the end of the show. This is like one of the shirts that I wear whenever I... Actually, here, I'll be honest with you. I wore this shirt yesterday, okay? And I just was like, fuck it. Oh, oh. Ah. <laughs> Disclaimer. Mm. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. First of all, what? I'm going to say, minute 45, that's my new record. Uh, oh, of actually getting the, oh, not swearing I'm before, not swearing. okay. Yeah, yeah, minute 45. By the way, I read Glamour to get this look. There's no way that was in Glamour. <laughs> Unless what, is Glamour now written in Braille? <laughs> so... Is that what it is? That is terrible. I think people will like this outfit. I will take a picture and I'll put it on the Snapchat. Hey, Phrase Show. You can follow it. People are going to like my outfit because I look like Waldo. See, <laughs> so yesterday I had to go give this presentation. Right? I know. I was, I'm dying to hear about this. So I had this. to give this presentation at AU for Snacklands, right? So there's marketing, uh, like there's a marketing like group there, like a school, like a class, I guess. By the way, because we're gaining new listeners all the time. What is Snacklands? Snacklands is my, I own this vegan pork rind company on the side. Yes. Uh, so we slang Snacks around the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, and some other parts around, you know, random stores around the nation. They're so good. Um, and so we have a, we were meeting up with this marketing class because their project this semester is going to be create a long-term marketing strategy for Snacklands. Brilliant. There's different groups, and they'll have to compete. It's like in Professor, I think it's Greer or Greyer. Okay. Sonia. That's why I just call her Sonia. Okay. So, uh, and like, it's her class, and I went out there, and so I always wear my Waldo shirt whenever I'm doing something like that. <laughs> because. I read somewhere a long time ago that if you dress and you have some just a little bit quirky when you're giving a public presentation or a public speech, like this is when I was like younger and I was very nervous. I didn't like to speak in front of people don't realize I wasn't always like this. Okay. Like I was very calm, reserved and I'd be so nervous. And so like I would wear something like a little bit loud, like a loud tie or like a crazy pair of shoes or like, you know, a shirt that was like pink, you know, when no one was wearing pink then like something and because it does it detracts from like what you're saying. So that way it helps you, you know, it's like a little pigeon. Well, now I just wear this Waldo shirt all the time because I just have so many jokes. I go, all right. So like I walk up, I go, all right, students, what's going on? I'm going to pass out some (laughs) snacks. And just so you guys can officially write down on your Twitter accounts today, you found Waldo. Congratulations. (laughs) Like, it's just like an easy joke. And so I always wear this Waldo shirt whenever I have to speak in front of people. And it totally works. Yeah, because they giggle a little bit. And at that point, like, I think if you kind of dumb yourself down, you know, when you're supposed to be the speaker, like, these were students, right? And they were, like, applauding when I walked up. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you kids? Like, I'm just selling vegan pork rinds with my boy Logan, like... 
it's not that crazy. And so I felt, I was like, man, I got to bring these kids down to my level. You know, like they're way too high above me at this point. I got to bring them down a little bit. Well, I think this is such a great idea. How long will it take them to come up with a marketing plan for you? Uh, it's like all semester long. They're working on this, like wow. in groups. And then at the end, they have to go present theirs to me. And then I get to, just like in Shark Tank, be like, you are, no, that's not Shark Tank. What are, you're, 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 you're fired. You're, you're fired. fired. Oh, okay. So the apprentice. Oh, I don't my know. God. I just get to sit there and choose whatever one. I, like, we get to choose whatever one we think is best. That is so cool. And then you can take that marketing plan and use it. Yeah, I could use Genius. it. Genius. That is great. I Good think we probably you. will use it, seeing as that we don't really have a marketing plan. <laughs> and these students are the best one we got right now. So. I love that. Well, welcome to the podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah Frazier, along with Sammy Kay, who does have a another business called Snacklands, which is amazing. Um, and it's true. You know, I feel like... See, I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I'm going to ask this, okay? I like that you try to be positive. But yeah. I don't want your endorsement anymore. I was going to bring this up on the show later today, but I can bring oh it up God. now. Oh, God. Why? I don't, we don't ever talk about it. No, no, it. no. Because here's the thing. You say everything is amazing. Like, everything out there that we ever interact, interact with, it is amazing. Right? I love things. You yeah. do. You love a lot of things. And this is just what your personality is. I'm not knocking you for that. That's great. Like, you're really supportive. But because everything is amazing... It kind of just makes, it's like, you know. Oh, you're worried that yours doesn't stand out as being well, extra it's like, amazing? I guess it's like having sex with a prostitute. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people out there that are getting the same treatment. So it doesn't feel that special when it's you that one time. <laughs> Well, um, okay, I'll, I'll come up with some other you know, words. Like, to everything's amazing. That. Everything is amazing. No, I'm not, I don't always endorse everybody. No, no, no. Unless it's a burger joint in Virginia that gives you the shits, okay? You will endorse like pretty much everybody. I'm not really a fan of fast food. I don't really have great things to say. About yeah, but them. still, but you don't even deal with that, though. But whenever anyone hands you something, it's amazing. If it's a personal, look, we should actually do a test one time. And I'm going to set up random people coming up to you and making you try things. And the first word out of your mouth is going to be, Oh, my God, this is so amazing. Well, I enjoy supporting friends and fan friends. So people who are fan friends of this show, I love supporting whatever you're working on, your emails. It's I rarely have anything negative to say. But I mean, isn't you're a friend, it, but, so I love supporting you. But isn't it actually being more of a friend to sit there, look at him in the face, and be like, hey, guys, I don't think anyone's going to buy this. Like, why don't you guys try to tweak it this way or do it this way? No, because who that's am what, I? I don't know anything about snack yeah, but You're but hold, the expert. Yeah, but to say it's amazing, you know? I think they're taste amazing. People come to me all the time. They go, hey, man, you know what you should change? I was like, actually, that's a really good idea. Like, that's, you know, how you get stuff done. That's cool. Well, people give us feedback all the time, and you say you don't want it like, on this podcast. Oh, no, no, no. It's only when they're bitching at me about stupid stuff that I know is stupid. I don't care about <laughs> See, that. you can't but here, win with you. I guarantee you, look, okay. to bring, it, bring it up again, all right? I know a friend of mine, right? I may have said their sandwiches were salty and soggy one time as a joke. I guarantee you what? Not a damn thing is going to be over-salted ever again <laughs> in that kitchen. I don't feel that way about Snacklands, but uh. anyway. Um, so, look, we want to tell you about our weekend. Oh, Dave Attell, we need to discuss. Both Sammy and I saw him. Oh, he was, shit. That was so this incredible. Yes. Plus, coming up on the show, I want to ask your opinion. So, animal abusers, people who abuse animals, now they're being putting on, put on registries across the country like registered sex offenders, okay? So this is happening in lots of towns, but it's spreading now to being statewide. There'll be a statewide database. There used to be lots of countywide. Okay. So what that, mean, what that would mean, basically, if you lived in Arlington County 
You, you couldn't adopt in, an animal from Arlington County again. Right. Be, Understood. And not only that, but they post your address like a sex offender, right? So if you abuse a dog, they post your house and they go, this person, you know, beat this dog or kill the dog from neglect. So people have your address. They have a warning out for you. Okay. Right, okay. So I want to know your thoughts if you think this is a great idea or if it's not such a great idea. And even the Humane Society has come out against this. So I want to discuss that. Oh uh, yeah, of course they are. But okay, yeah, we can really? discuss it later. See, I was surprised they were against it. What? Okay, no, we'll we'll get into all that. Um, also, over the weekend too, if you have a kid in school, this is like unbelievable. Okay, you do realize that these two, two stories are actually true. Schools across the country are shutting down because of clowns. Have you heard this? Yeah. Which I think. And is- I'm going to stand by my original theory. <laughs> It's no longer Rob Zombie's movie promotional tour. It is. It is still Rob Zombie's movie promotional tour, guys. And Lick Me Where I Fart is something that a, a teacher actually said to a student. Can you believe it? Okay, that's. that's how, I'm trying to. Con, I'm just confused because. About what? Because that seems to me as the appropriate term to use. Because you can't swear in front of kids. Quite I can't oh. say lick my ass. Well, wait till I tell you everything that she said. This teacher is hysterical, and she's been suspended. That's a great time. But, I'm going to tell you but, to look at me where I fart from now on. No way. But when you hear how long this woman and how many allegations there are against her prior to finally being suspended, it's out of a movie. So all that, we'll get into all that. Oh, she's there, Mr. Franklin. Um, what was, who was Mr. Franklin I'll tell Franklin you all about you. Mr. Franklin okay. when you go in there. Okay, yeah. good. Um, a couple of click-worthy stories before we talk about our weekend, and I actually want to see if you can plot. I really want to marry Dave Attell, I feel like, after this weekend. Great. Like, I bet... Actually, you know what? Continue. <laughs> Continue. I really do. So a couple of click-worthy stories to talk about. Um, crazy story, as you know, out of New York City, but police have arrested the man that was sought in connection to the explosions over the weekend in New York and New Jersey. Ahmad Rahimi, 28, was taken into custody in Linden, New Jersey. If you've been following, I've been following that story because it's just unbelievable. He was arrested looking like a homeless person, but then ended up starting to shoot at police. His family owned a chicken shack and were actually well-known, very prominent, and well-respected in the community. Uh, he's being held on over $5 million bail. Uh, yeah. But here's my question. I was hearing stories, right? I don't know if these are just memes from my New York friends that are passing along. But I heard stories. The reason there wasn't, like, more damage or, like, that really. And the reason that he actually got caught was because he kept on returning back to the bombs, right? Okay. Okay. And it was because, like, people, like, in New York, they just can't let shit go. Like, they're so smart. So they saw a bag and people kept on looking at the bag and being like, fuck this. And, like... Trying to, like, yeah. You're kidding. But, again, I think that was my friends just sending me New okay. Yorker jokes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I just didn't pay attention to the story that much. Over. I was doing a lot of other stuff. That's why when you told me Dave Attell was this week, and I was like, no, Sarah, it's been a week. My weekend was I know, so much brutal. happened. Brutal. Yeah. Really? It was, oh, my God. Well, we saw a lot of each other. We hosted a fashion show, too. Which, I forgot about that, too. I know. Didn't that Totally that forgot crazy? about that. Um, also, Disney is being accused of brown face for their new movie and Halloween costume that they put out. Is it... Oh, my God. I'm not even going to say this right. Is it Mona? Is that the... Moana? How do you pronounce it? I don't know. What are you looking at? How do you spell it? M-O-A-N-A. So, Mona? Is that... Okay. I mean, I would say Mona. Mona, Mona. As a person that has an aunt, Mona, I would say Mona. You know, it's the it's being voiced by The Rock, um, and it's all about the celebration of Polynesian culture. But they've come out with a Halloween costume that essentially encourages kids to, kids to do brownface. It's completely so it comes with the makeup. 
Well, no. See, here's the thing. That's why a lot of people are upset about this. Do you think that it is brown face or encouraging that or people need to get over it? This kid is wearing it. Okay. The costume is brown. So the costume, when you put it on, oh, it makes, makes your you skin, brown skin. So you look Polynesian. Okay. So you have Polynesian and then and it comes the with the wig. And all the wig. Okay. Right. Some people are upset about this and said that, look, if you encouraged the kids of all races to just put tattoos on their skin, fake tattoos, then they could interpret this their own way. But essentially, you've given them full brown body. The hell? They're gonna, <laughs> these white people are going to complain about this now. Every black kid, every Arab kid, every Hispanic kid has had to put on a white Superman outfit their entire damn life. <laughs> Right, and we Good still point. played, and we still faked it. Like, get over. That's why Spider Man is really the ultimate superhero, because he just got a mask on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's a white guy that plays him, but no one pays attention to that part. Everyone only pays attention when he's spitting spider webs out of his arms. Good point. So, like, get over it. No, I'm gonna say get over it. I agree. Get over it too. I, I didn't see. They're not I thought providing they were gonna, you the paint. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it'd be more obnoxious if Disney was like, "Hey, so we don't want to offend anybody. Your Halloween costume. Here's 48 rolls of temporary tattoos. Tattoo your child up and down. Good luck washing that out afterwards." I know. I and here's a wig. No. Um, over the weekend, a letter has been shared more than 25,000 times. It's a Marine colonel's letter to the NFL commissioner for allowing national anthem protests to continue. We haven't really talked about this. I, I'm not sure how you feel about the NFL players that are, in fact, um, protesting oh, yeah. by let's, taking a knee or sitting. Let's fire an NFL player for sitting there and protesting something, which, by the way, is exactly what everyone fights for. We fight for our freedoms. One of those freedoms is protest. Okay, but yet, let's let all the, I don't know, child abusers, wife abusers, um, people that are, you know, stuck, you know, get, 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 a, get accused of killing somebody. Let's all let them come back, applaud, let them play the game. They're great athletes. But yet, if someone sits there and one point puts their fist up or puts, their, or puts a knee down and says, you know what, I'm going to protest this because of what's happening here. Oh, no. Up in arms. Holy shit. Blah, blah. Get. No. That's ridiculous. So you think the NFL is a this, big if anything, hypocrite? Show, I think this, if anything, the NFL paid millions of dollars. They were paid millions of dollars from the Pentagon and from the United States military, right? To do what, Sarah? I don't know. What? They were paid millions of dollars for certain teams to have these huge military entrances with the flags and the national anthem. Da, da, da. Remember, until 2009, Sarah, NFL teams were never outside for the actual national anthem. They were always still in their locker rooms. I did read that, actually. Okay, they were always still in the locker rooms. They got paid by the military to sit there and to do this because it would promote patriotism within the country, and it was an advertising. They got paid millions by the military to so, promote this patriotism, and then now that someone doesn't... So it's literally... That's like if Coca-Cola sat there and wanted everyone to sit there and hold up a Coca-Cola before the game, they paid enough money for them to do that, right? All of a sudden, one player goes... I don't really want to have all this sugar. I don't want to do this. I don't want to drink this Coca-Cola. And now he's being harassed. It's a marketing thing. Like, that was all it was. It was a marketing strategy by the United States military. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. I, all right. So that aside, but the actual act of, you know. Protest is what you what you fight for, man. So do you We're going like- there and we're supposedly freeing these people in the Middle East and we're freeing all these people around the world. We freed people in Vietnam, freed people in Korea, free people all over. Why? Because their right to protest was being taken away from them. And then now someone protests here in our country and the first thing we want to do 
is take away their right to protest, which is exactly what the fuck we're going to every other country for. Okay, so here's my question to you, though. This is my... Because... I'm sort of torn about, like, I completely agree in the protests. I think that it's great that, you know, athletes are starting a conversation and they do have a massive platform. I mean, let's be honest, every football game gets more ratings than anything else on TV. My only thing is this. How does it equate to action? Because that's what I'm confused about for, you know, Colin Kaepernick, who started this whole thing is basically bringing to light all the injustices that are happening in police departments, Black Lives Matter movement. But then my question is, and I know he said that he has met with police commissioners and Uh things, but then what, I guess what I'm confused about is then where, what happens? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do things then change? So, So you think that you should all sit there and stand at attention to a flag? Unless that, unless you putting a knee down directly affects someone not getting hurt by a police officer. Is what you're saying. I'm saying this. I don't necessarily... Me, personally, I think as somebody who had grandfathers that served in the military, I feel like they did fight for your right to have free, you know, to be able to protest the way you want. But I think there's also... You have to show respect to that to some degree, which is why I do like some of the players who will hold a fist up at the end after at least standing for the How is that even more respectful than, if anything, taking a knee... Like a knee is the most respectful thing that is sitting there and honoring yourself to somebody. What do people, what do men do before, when they sit there, they take a knee before they propose to somebody because they're saying, hey, I am going to put myself below. They're not taking a knee in respect of the national. They're taking taking a knee because they don't want to stand as opposed to sitting there going, we're still going to be respectful and we're still going to take a knee. Taking a knee isn't insulting. Taking a knee is actually very respectful. He's saying, but you know what? If you guys are going to think I'm trying to be disrespectful by not standing, you're right. Sitting down is disrespectful. I'm going to take a knee. I'm still going to respect it, but understand I'm taking this a different approach well, than everyone but else. But Colin Kaepernick is still sitting lots of times. Yeah, but other people are taking knees, and that's fine. Let them, like, I think the issue is, what does it matter? Oh, your great-grandfather fought in a war. I guarantee your grandfather had no idea what he was actually getting himself into when he got Well, he know, didn't have a choice. Yeah, when drafted. he got drafted, yeah. right? And then on top of that, now I guarantee that if you would have talked to them, right, a lot of people will probably think a lot differently than their experiences. You know, and to sit there and to try to force patriotism on people. To look, if you're going to pay for advertising for patriotism in your country, okay, you've got to expect backlash, like every other company does. When Taco Bell has a shitty commercial, there's backlash, right? If all of a sudden you could have the yeah. greatest commercial, you could have the greatest product, but if all of a sudden your company gives people Ebola or E. coli, like fucking Chipotle, I, I, I don't know which I- one it was, so I don't want to get sued, by the way. Chipotle, by okay, the way. But okay, yeah, Chipotle. I was, was it Ebola or E. coli? E. coli. E. coli, all right? That's going to ruin you. So now you have, we had another innocent man shot and murdered by the police, what, last night? Two nights ago? Yeah. Okay, and he was sitting there with a car that was broken down on the side of the road. He was asking for help. Like when that stuff, like, how are you going to say that you have no right to be upset about that, Sarah? When laws are put in and institutionalized to to purposely, to purposely affect certain aspects of the population, mainly minorities. You, you got to sit there and say something. I'm just wondering where the I get the I, the act of the protest. I'm just saying, like to me, I don't understand what the plan is. Like, then what do we do? Because I feel like there's a lot of you say, momentum for Black Lives Matter, and there's a lot of momentum for what Colin Kaepernick, his voice, and I think he brings up great points. But there's never any—that's that, what I'm just wondering. What's the plan? 
Sarah, where's the plan? So you, so I'm, like I said before, I'm going to bring this right back to it. You say that everyone should stand in line and do what everyone else is doing, unless what you're doing somehow directly affects the actual. Did pro- Martin Luther King have a plan? Was there were those protests part of a yeah, greater purpose for they him? They do have a plan. Have you not read Black Black Lives Matter's manifesto? Have you not read it, Sarah? They have a plan. Okay, great. So what are we supposed to be doing? Protesting, Sarah. That's what people are doing right but now. It doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. Is I feel like you don't get it. Of course, you're on the bandwagon. But, then but there's on the, no. It's not a bandwagon. I think if anything, Sarah, is you saying like I haven't done anything personally. I don't give a fuck about anything. You know me. I'm a fucking like. I'm a, I'm a, a pessimist. I'm a big pessimist, right? We know. And so, we can like, tell. I don't really care, right? But when I sit there, I can look at something on the outside and see what's the right way to go. I'm, by someone sitting there and telling someone to stand up, no, it's a game. First off, and it's a flag, all right? When it comes down to it, hey, flags, you know, here's the thing, here's the thing. Look at, let's go to some other countries that their flags have changed like 20 times. Like, guess what they're more intrigued about, okay? To them, it's not about this, this, this symbol. Okay, to them, it's about the culture they have, the community they have. That's really all that brings them together. We, can, right? we, we have such separate cultures here. About this. That, yeah, I mean, you have such separate cultures here that it's that's the issue. I, I we should we should definitely get an expert in, which I'm sure somebody that's listening will be an expert on either side. Because I'll I have to say this, I. I can't say that, I mean, I get what Colin Kaepernick is doing, and I love that you have the right to protest, but I don't know. I feel Do you that really love it, or are you just, do you feel a little bit of guilt, like you have to support it in somehow? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I feel like if it were me, I would have protested in a different way. But how would I, you have protested, I do Sarah? Feel like you would have walked around, and while they were doing the national anthem, actually had people sign petitions that weren't, you know... Like, no, that's not going to help. Not. Like, no, 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 no. I just think that, like, you know what? Instead of playing your game on Thursday, why don't you fly to Chicago or to, I believe this last incident happened in Oklahoma. Why aren't you flying there and doing a press conference with all your money and all your influence with that family? Because but you're not you going to give up. You're show. not going to give up not playing on really? a Thursday night. So, we no, do a, so we're doing not. a nationally televised TV show once a week, right? I think a little And I decide, no, hold on. And I decide that I want to go. What? Say it. And I decide that I want to go and I. I want to go leave the show just so I can be at an event. You'd be like, Sammy, come on. No, do the damn show. This no, is you, no I wouldn't. If you actually believed in it, that's such bullshit. Give me a break. Are you kidding? Those guys are so full of it. They stand up there. They get paid fucking millions of dollars. But instead of getting a fine for $150,000 and flying to Oklahoma and standing by the family and going, this is what we need to do, they stand up there and then just have total disrespect for the country that gives them the rights to do this. I think you'll lose your job. I don't think it's just a fine if you don't show up for a game. Oh, you're right. Okay, I'm so assuming you're so, right. right. So Black Lives Matter isn't as big as them losing their no, job. No, I'm just saying that. Not. Would you do that? They love the attention. So would you? Look, yeah, I would if I I really believe that. And we got fired, much. and you'd be cool yeah, with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what actual protests Okay, and about. if I did that, Sarah, are you telling me that you wouldn't be mad at me for that? If I, all of a sudden I got us fired from podcasting because I decided to do something stupid like that? Or no, not do stupid it. like that, sorry. I decided to do something no, like if that. If you actually believed in it, if you truly believed in it, and you were like, this means this to me, no, I wouldn't. Why would I ever do that? That's such a dick move. I'm just, no, I'm just being honest, Sarah. I'm just asking. Like, anyway, we should get actual people that are professionals and can weigh in more on this whole debate. If you want to, if you have sort of more background, because I'm sure people will be fired up about this, Sarah with an H at HeyFrage.com. I know people will want to talk about it. It's like, Man. it's such a hot debate. All right, Sarah, hold on. You ready? You've been very feisty there. I got to bring you back down, okay? 
Pulling up from Stevie Nicks for you. Pulling up from Stevie Nicks for you. I do feel very passionate about this one because I'm not sure I like the protest. Um, by the way, this letter that was sent by the uh, Marine Colonel Jeffrey Powers, he says that he's sick of it. And he also wrote that the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, of course, is a huge hypocrite, that Goodell will fine players thousands of dollars for various hits or whatever that they do on the field. But when it comes to actual patriotism, he won't find them anything for sitting. And that's basically the call. So as you can imagine, it continues the debate um, about, you know, should they be protesting? Should they not? Uh, lastly on the list, though, never married older women are surprisingly happy. Once women hit the age of 60, those who are married and those who have never been married are equally happy, according to new researchers. In a survey of more than 51,000 adults in the United States, married people generally reported the highest happiness levels, and people who were widowed, divorced, or never married reported lower happiness levels. But the exception was older, never married women. So if you never get married, you're just as happy as someone who is married. So is this bad news for Dan? <laughs> yes, because now I realize I can be alone and be happy. Really? But no, I, I feel like I totally need somebody. No, Because here's the thing is, I'm not doing it like, you know, I feel like my dad did this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, having a kid and having that's a great experience. But really, you do it just to make sure someone's there when you're older. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Because, like, that was like, that's got to be annoying. You know what I mean? I feel like, I mean, I don't think that's a reason to stay with someone because they're most likely to leave you. No, no, no. I'm talking about that's why you like, would have the kids, have the family. Even if you but end up divorced your, and stuff. Don't like, you feel like even your kid? What? Your kid will leave you. Like, they'll get busy. They'll get their own lives, and they won't take care of you. They'll put you in a home. That's why you always dangle the inheritance over their head. That's why you're supposed to be successful in your life, so that you can get money and then to you dangle over them. your children's heads so that they will take care of you until you die. Uh, a local story. Are you – so there's your kind of update on the click stories. I wanted to hit you with those, although we end up into a bigger discussion. But um, the other thing is, are you surprised here in D.C.? And if you're listening in New York or if you're listening in L.A. or Chicago, you're probably already used to this. But, you know, we have a restaurant that's opening up that's going to be for two people to eat close to $1,000 if you do their menu and all the wine pairing. But now it's getting a ton of backlash of people asking people not to go, not to support this, that the food scene is becoming ridiculous here in D.C. No. And then essentially they're, they're now just price gouging because they know that there's kind of this foodie movement going on. Well, Do you okay, agree with hold that? on. No, hold on. I wanna, so that's what, what's your theory on this? Because I actually know what the real answer is behind this and why there's such backlash. But, like, no one's talking about it. So I want to know, okay. why do you think there's actually backlash? What are you trying to hint at with this? So you're saying people in D.C., the actual consumers, are upset about this? Yes, consumers are upset. And, by the way, Chef, oh, my God, Kwame Anawuchi. Kwame. I always call him Kwame. I don't know, okay. Kwame. He was from Top Chef. He's he, doing the Shaw Bijou. He says that he, yeah, Shaw Bijou is the restaurant. It's opening November 1st with a minimum cost of 185 Okay, that's your cheapest option. But if you go with... The full co- tastings, the nicest wine pairing. $481 mm-hmm. per person. So he's saying that he was not prepared for the vicious reaction on social media uh, that he has now started to receive just weeks um, or a little bit more than that month, a month and uh, a half away from opening. So he says initially things were really, really positive until we put a dollar amount to it. 
then it was like we literally put our hand our heads on the chopping block um people think that it's just a ridiculous price people also believe that they're marking up the prices to take advantage like i said of this kind of trend of people waiting more and that they're making a ridiculous amount of money which he denies by the way he says that you know they're picking the finest ingredients but overall their margins are not any bigger than Say if you had a different restaurant with different price points. That's, I don't know anything impossible. about that. So. Tomatoes only get so expensive. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, what do you think? Do you think that it's a ridiculous amount? And are you surprised that people are, I guess, rejecting well, this idea? I think that the reason that you had all these articles that were written about it in this press, right, is because these writers, they're the ones, if anyone, that can afford that, right? And they're the ones that are actually paying the $400 to go to the other restaurants in town that are $400, $300, $500 per person. Right? But why are these critics going after this guy in particular? Do you know why, Sarah? No, I have no idea. Because it's his first restaurant. Okay. So you think... Right? In an oh. industry, in an industry where you literally start up washing dishes, then four years later, you get upgraded so you can cut vegetables. And then three years after that, you're finally doing a saute pan. And you work year after year after year. Like, the old heads, the people that own these restaurants, that own the five or six restaurants, the people that, you know, Jose Andres worked his ass off to get to a point where all of a sudden, he already had successful restaurants. And then he goes, oh, hey, I think I want to open up this idea called Mini Bar. It's going to be really expensive, I know, but it's going to be crazy, right? But he had earned that respect, all right? Ah. Even restaurants like Rogue 24, which are no longer around anymore, like, they earn that respect, right? If you go to Per Se in New York, they have earned that respect because those, those chefs have been around forever and they've cut their chops other places. This guy, yes, he worked at some pretty cool restaurants, but I know 500 other chefs in this area alone that have the same credentials he does... Only they weren't on Top Chef, right? So I think what people are really upset about, they go, well, that's just, that is just shitty, like, you know, TV watching people, which unfortunately, like, chefs don't watch Top Chef. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. They're like, not, yeah, you right. Know, just, chefs, other industry people are not aren't into really that into show. that, right? It's okay. mainly people that are outside, right? And so they're all thinking, wow, this is going to be great. This guy's got to be amazing. It's going to be great. Like, Marjorie was on the show, right? Another local person from D.C. Yeah, she owns she a loved, restaurant, Ripple, right? She's just, yep, executive chef of Ripple, right? And so she finally was like, you know what? I'm going to open up a deli shop, smoked and stacked. Boom. That's what people do when they get off that show. Like Spike Mendelson, who was on Top Chef, he opened a burger joint, right? So um, I think when you leave, and remember, because they're saying, like, well, we have, like, you got to open up small things and build yourself up to that. Like, everyone wants to have one of those Michelin star restaurants. It's his first restaurant. He hasn't really cut his chops. He hasn't been an executive chef anywhere. You know what I mean? He was on Top Chef, and now he's opened up a restaurant that's supposed to be now, with the price line, you would assume it is the best restaurant in the city because of how expensive it is. That's we'll what the see issue about is. That. Well, that's what the issue is, I think, is because he hasn't been around that long. You got to cut your chops. Like, so he, do you agree with that though? Do you feel like like he No, it's needs completely founded. It's completely like I think that okay, all so the harassment like he's getting deserved. is deserved. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And I was just at an event with him like 3 weeks ago. Like, How was he nice? He was doing like a lobster thing with like the main lobster people and they had all this lobster and all this stuff, right? And he did all these dishes and it was great like you know, truffles and, and caviar on top of a lobster pot pie, like stuff like that. But again, that's not like I think in a city where you kind of have that everywhere, you know, you're not going to convince people to come in just for that. I mean, a thousand dollars for a meal. Honest to God. I mean, you want to talk about prostitution. You, you better almost have sex with me for $1,000. But even then, you look at, like, Maybe I think... a mouth O. If you talk about the best restaurant in D.C., right, it's going to be Comey. 
right? Okay. It's been there forever. Never he's been. been. He's, it's been amazing. It still is kicking ass. Like, when that Michelin Guide comes out, it's going to be one of our top restaurants here. Okay. No questions asked, right? But Comey, they started off just doing regular food. You know what I mean? Like, you came in, you got an entree, you got an appetizer, right? And they had to develop a clientele, you know, develop that. And then they transitioned to the restaurant and starting to offer a tasting menu as well, if you wanted to. And they went to all tasting menus because that's what you have to do. Because he was a new chef. You know what I mean? First restaurant, you got to do that. To come straight out of the gate. That's like, you know, having one song on the radio and then coming out and being like, I'm headlining Lollapalooza. You know? Which happens. No, a it lot. doesn't. You don't get one song and headline those major festivals, Sarah. Oh, well, you're right. You're right. I'm trying to think of like, okay. I'm trying to think of one hit wonders that, you know, the Carly Rae Jepsen's. Carly but I Rae guess Je- she never really, op- she never was the she headliner. Was, she was opening for people. You're going to be in these shows. Yeah. Interesting. Well, he's getting a ton of backlash. So there you go. I will be curious. I mean, I'm not going. A thousand dollars? I mean, yeah. Yikes! Uh, two stories that are getting a ton of attention. So you know, schools across the country and in Birmingham, Alabama, yesterday was on lockdown, and then other schools are closing because of these clown sightings. So my question is, like a couple weeks ago, we talked about how basically there was a story that came out and goes, "No, it's all fake. It's like a Rob Zombie promotion." But I still think now, it's a Rob Zombie promotion. <laughs> yeah, but why are they? I don't know, though, Sammy. They're coming everywhere. And apparently, even in Annapolis, Maryland, they're saying there was Sarah, the movie is being released nationwide. But don't you feel like at this point they're going to get criminal charges if they're caught? Not if it's all different. I also think this is suspect. But Calhoun County, this is in um, Alabama, says a 16-year-old was arrested Monday after being accused of posting under the name Billy the Clown that he planned um, a violent attack against the school. The teen is being charged with making a terrorist threat. So that was one of the reasons. But authorities are saying that these clown sightings are popping up everywhere and on social media. They have to take these social media threats um, seriously. And, of course, it's costing kids school time and all that. And even in an Maryland. So you still think they're a joke and now copycats. Or maybe it's someone that was actually, you know, I mean, think about all those creepy clown movies that came out earlier, right? What was it? It? Was that it? Yeah, it was a big one. Okay. Poltergeist? Wasn't Poltergeist? I don't, uh, but still, like, clowns are freaky. People are very polarized on clowns. So maybe it's just a group of people that really hate clowns and want them out of our daily lives. And they're doing this as propaganda, Sarah. So they're frightening people. So that way people think about it. All of a sudden, you know, clowns at birthday parties, that's going to go down. No one's going to want to clown at their birthday party. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I think this is really bad for the, the clown community. But I'm just surprised that now the schools are on lockdown. Anyway, I feel like it's really funny that these continue. How about this English teacher in Ontario, Canada, who has now been suspended indefinitely after telling kids to lick her where, it fart, where she farts? Excellent. Have you seen her picture? Does she look hot? Yeah. She's I not a bad-looking girl. Oh, fuck you, Sarah. <laughs> but that's hysterical, though. She looks like one of my aunts. You know what I mean? Um, Elizabeth Green Johnson teaches 10th through 12th grade, and, yeah, she's been accused of a lot since this came out. First Wait. of all... Okay, I'm taking back everything I said. This, these kids, 10 to 12th graders, yeah. there should never be a news story that involves a teacher saying something negative to a 10th or a 12th grader, all right? Unless it's sex, this should never be a news she story. Called a t- she called a 10th grade student, quote, a bloody pedophile. And they deserve it. You don't think it. that's too much? No, they, do, they fucking deserve it. You know, Sarah, did you ever deal with a 12th grader like myself? An 11th grader like myself? No, I actually haven't really dealt with that many kids okay. since I was one. Oh, my God. We are horrible human beings. Horrible human beings. The only way to get to us is to treat us like an adult. 
because we've had kid gloves now forever, and you got to be like, all right, Sammy, can you please be quiet? You don't. Can think you please sit down? You're disrupting class, Sammy. No, no, no. You got to finally sit there and tell me, yo, lick me where it fucking farts, or get the hell out of my class, and I'll be like. Okay, reasons Freeze. why you're not a teacher. You don't think it's too much to tell a 12th grade girl, quote, you look like a frumpy old lady today? Well, did she look like a frumpy old lady today? And was that 12-year-old? And was that 12th? That 12th? She's an 18-year-old. Was that 18-year-old woman, Sarah? Was she being rude? Was she being shitty? She probably walked in and goes, oh, old hag. And teacher's like, yeah, we well, look like a frumpy old woman. Because <laughs> guess what? That. That's what's going to happen. When she gets on the bus, when she gets in the real world, Sarah, and she calls somebody something stupid, like she just called her teacher that, they're going to respond, and they're going to have a way better response. So, also, one student apparently made the class muffins, and then went to the teacher, which obviously the student is at fault there, but in exchange for the muffins, said that she wanted a passing grade. Green Johnson allegedly said, said, quote, you mean a bribe? I'd be able to shit for a week because of all that fiber. <laughs> I don't. I mean, again, the students. Well, that's guilty funny. There. See, that's great. Yeah, like, I mean, what are you supposed to say? Uh, Green Johnson was, uh, as I mentioned, has been suspended, but her professional misconduct goes back a couple of years, um, in part because she saw one male student jump on another's back and responded, "So you like it from behind." This was a couple years ago. That's funny. That's that's <laughs> funny. Like that woman's career is over. Oh my god, what's happening in these school systems? I feel like clowns. Look me where I fart. I'm really glad I'm not in school anymore. Sarah, I think you need to hang out with it. You know, you should just wait till Kimber, your niece. All right, Aww, what's her name? Yes. She's going to be like 14, 15. You wait till she's 16, 17, and 18. Oh, my God. You're, that's the oh only God. things you're going to ever say to her. Lick me where I fart. <laughs> go eat my ass. Like not. That's all you're going to be able to say to her to get to her, Sarah. You wait. It's not what you think. She's going to be into pickles and stuff her entire, pickles and princesses her entire life. I was kind of no. hoping that kids were not ex- exposed to as much as we are. Are, but I don't know. Oh, really, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Okay, you lived in Maine on a goat farm, okay? Clearly it was easy not to be exposed. These kids have the internet, iPads, cell phones, everything. They got Google. <sighs> they do know a lot. Um, so we saw David Tell separately. We, we weren't at the same shows, but oh my God, Sammy, were you like, had you ever seen David Tell live? Do no, stand-up comedy I've before? I've seen him like, I've seen him on TV a bunch of times. Oh, wasn't he? He was amazing. Yeah, it was funny. It was good. Oh, my God. I thought he was so good. And I guess the night that you were here, like maybe a female comic opened for yeah. him. Okay. But the night I came, Saturday night, this guy, Tim Dillon, um, actually opened. And, oh, my God. He was, honestly, he could have headlined himself. He was so great. And then oh. the, the host guy, too. You told me about a banana joke. I don't even remember the other kid's name. But, but did he say it? Yeah, he did. He no, did. And no one laughed at it, right? Um, a couple people did. See, that's but, why. This city, this city sucks, man. I tell you, sometimes I come to these shows and I was like, that was the best joke of the damn night. And nobody laughed. Well, Nobody laughed. This is what I'm curious about. So did this happen during your show? Because at our show, David Tell, um, and by the way, what would people know a Tell in? Like, he was in Trainwreck, I know. Up all night with David Tell? And then he had a show up all night, right? Well, he smoked cigarettes and went to bars and he went out drinking in different cities. That's the best show ever, yeah. Okay. So he um, wanted to interact a lot with the audience. Did he do that for your show? And the audience would not interact with him. It was really weird. Oh, for your show they wouldn't interact? Yeah. Oh, no. Our show, they were just like, thank God. All right. Do something. We need some entertainment. So they did. So they, like, answered him back. Yeah, but interacting a lot of times I've noticed with comedians, it's just like... Like, you ever notice that comedians don't interact when they're doing their specials? Um, like, yeah, I guess they very have. Very rarely. You know what I mean? Very, very rarely, right? Do you even hear them interact with people, right? 
But if they're in town and if they're working on new material and they just got to fill up time, they're just going to sit there and talk to the audience and fill up 30 minutes. So if anything, you know. Well, he was, I mean, he just didn't have enough jokes. Was asking all about like women's vibrators use, you know, like how big a man's penis should be, all this stuff. And it was so funny. Like no one would answer. And he'd be like, it's fine. We have plenty, we have plenty of time. And then he'd just like, he'd be like, quiet. And well, that's like, the, it was just, I'm like, is this DC? Is this like DC? Like they, they're afraid to interact or is this everywhere? That is a DC thing. No, it's a strictly DC thing that we're so uptight about ourselves because we're worried that somebody here may recognize oh. our voice. And they may work with somebody that knows my wife. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to get in trouble because I laughed at a penis joke. And that's not acceptable. Like, no. Whatever. I At this point, you guys should talk. You already spent the money for the ticket. Right. You already bought the food and the drinks here. So now you're going to go home and not laugh and blame the comedian. It's like, no, no. You had a chance to laugh. All you had to do was tell them what your vibrator looked like. Like, it was so easy. Yeah, I was just amazed. And, of course, you know, I'm I'm in the back, and I'm, like, yelling at everything. Like, he was asking, too, about a woman that, like, grows out a full bush, which, of oh. course, I'm a huge fan of. And he likes he says that he likes to put gummy bears in it so it looks like a rainforest, which I loved. I totally loved. So I'm the only one in the back cheering for full bush. I mean, I'm, like, trying to cheer the entire time but I'm like I mean I'm a solo person I'm like the only one which is kind of why I felt like a connection to Dave Attell oh really yes I feel like I so want to marry him oh god I see myself with a 51 year old Jewish guy I, I really just, do see because I look at it when I first heard you say that you were you know interested in Dave oh, Attell I loved him I think alright good so she's going for a little she's going for someone who now is on the celebrity list now now we're talking about a C-lister <laughs> that's awesome right but she's not oh. venturing too far away from the look that made her fall in love with her ex-boyfriend Dan <laughs> He's just a little bit yes. shorter, still as bald, still as furry, you know. David Tell was so hot. I just was in love with him. I'm in love with him. He was so funny. I was like, oh, my God. I, I loved every joke. Every you, joke. Why don't you start an online dating profile, Sarah? Of what? Of what? Just post a picture book. I'm looking for someone bald, small, and furry. I'm looking for someone. Do you ever get really attracted? I realize what I'm really attracted to. I'm really attracted to somebody who's great at their craft. Like, I love watching somebody that's so fucking good. That's like, it's just so intoxicating. You're like, oh my God. I'm, I'm in love with this. Like, I love that he has the whole crowd hanging on every word. That, like, he can't mess up. He's that good. It was so good. Okay, it was all right. I want to go see. This is going to go right back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show that everything is great for you. And so, like, another great endorsement is just like, oh, okay, well, You're yeah, she likes something else again. I had a great time. It was a fun show. Well, yeah, it, uh, it was great. It wasn't the best show I've ever seen here, but oh it was God. good. If you were at Dave Attell, because there were, there were listeners, there were Hey Fresh podcast listeners, they were tweeting me later that they'd either seen the show already or they were waiting in line for the late show on Saturday night. So to, you need to follow us on social media because I'd be curious to see what people, I, I thought it was hysterical. Um, you can follow me, Hey Fresh, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E on Instagram, Twitter, Hey Fresh Show on Snapchat. Sammy's on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, the Sammy K, S-A-M-Y. And Facebook, Sarah Mold. Like Facebook. that too. I have Facebook too. I guess you can search. Sarah I got a friendster. Um, do you believe in luck? Do you carry a good luck charm? I don't believe in luck at all. Nothing. No. You know, science now says that luck is real. I mean, I believe in bad luck and I believe in good luck. But here's the thing: 
I don't believe that because I had something physical on me, that's what affected my luck. Really? So, like, no such thing as, like, a four-leaf clover, no lucky underwear for me, no, like, routine that I got to spray both armpits, then my crotch before I go out on Like, I don't have any of those weird, like, luck routines or luck oh charms or anything like that. I am complete. I love luck. And by the way, science actually says that people who believe in luck tend to be more optimistic thinkers. So wh- whether it turns out to be luck or the power of positive thinking, better things happen to people who actually believe in luck. Americans believe so much in luck. They believe that finding a penny brings them good luck. I completely agree. I also feel like finding a penny, I can never pass up money that I find because I feel like when you find money, you, it attracts more money. Well, no, Sarah. Which is why I always find when money. When you find money, it's because it's free fucking money. You take it. Like, yeah. that's a simple answer. Like, that's not luck and that's not me luck. getting more luck. I think the idea of positive thinking, like, I here's the thing is there's people out there that think positively and they get a lot accomplished, right? They're very successful, right? Yes. There's also people out there that think very pessimistically, right? Very negatively. And because of that, they know exactly what's coming up and they are also very successful. Okay. So I don't like people like if you think positive, because I think there's more people out there that think positively on a daily basis that just are stuck because they're always thinking, well, you know what? Okay, it's going to be better tomorrow. It's going to be better tomorrow. But they never actually do anything. I... Right? And so that's why I don't like looking at things like luck. I just go, okay, good. Something good happened today. Fucking A. Awesome. Next day, keep on working. Um, one in three Americans, believe, okay, as I mentioned, believes that finding a penny is good luck. One in five knocks on wood to ward off bad luck. I'm assuming you don't do that. And well, I then... do it as a joke, but I don't actually mean it. Like, I'll be like, oh, knock on wood. And then one in five will avoid walking under a ladder because they believe it's bad luck. Do you have that, too? No. I have that superstition as well. I have all Superstitions, these. Superstitions, black cats, all that shit. No, I don't give a crap. Um, anyhow, I love this. Uh, by the way, though, science does break it down. It doesn't matter how many rabbit's feet that you have or what your good luck is. When it comes to winning the lottery, your chances are incredibly slim. They say luck does not play into that at all. It's completely random. That's like the only thing. Hmm. So there you go. Hmm. Um, I wanted to read a letter, a little email, a letter. This is like an old school letter. Um, I wanted to read a little email from B, who listened to last week, of course, you know, as you can imagine, we got a lot of email about having our um, ADHD specialist on. Mm. We had a, a therapist on who deals just with children with child developmental issues. Mm-hmm. And she completely agreed with Sammy that ADHD exists only in like a teeny, 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 tiny portion of people. Like 0.5% of kids, right. not 10%. Yeah. So B writes to us and she says, I absolutely love the podcast, but she said, I do have to admit that my younger son has ADHD. His kindergarten teacher tried to diagnose him a couple of years ago, but we blew it off as kids will be kids. He was five. His first grade teacher went about it in a much nicer way. She was taught or she has taught for 30 years. He was impulsive, not focused, couldn't stay seated and acted out. He was very bright, but literally literally couldn't control himself. He was getting behind in class. We had an an evaluation done and put him on a low dose of ADHD meds. Fast forward, she says, initially they took him off for a little while after a while, but he immediately started getting in trouble on the bus, in the lunchroom, and in the class. It was the same stuff. He was being impulsive, not focused, and acting out. So we took him back on the medication. She says that she absolutely feels guilt all the time. Um, She says that we're a family that doesn't take meds. However, I want him to do the best he can in school. I don't want him to get behind or be labeled the kid that gets in trouble. So here I am. She says, um, I'm not sure how you guys feel about this, but I wanted to weigh in. And she says a lot of things that you've talked about recently, I am quote guilty of. I may cry if Sammy says I'm a horrible person. And P.S. I'm not a crier. I love you guys anyway. B. 
I, I feel like you won't have anything negative to say. I mean, what? I think that she'll let you, like, I, I, I guess I don't agree with that. I don't. Because she's sitting there, and at no point did she say, like, yeah, he got behind. How did he get behind, right? Look at it. Like, was it because he didn't do 20 math problems? He only did 17, maybe 16 instead of the 20 because he was too focused. He got 80 and he focused on other stuff or he was being a kid and focused on other things. How were the grades, though? Like, did he actually do well? Did he understand it? Was he learning those quickly? Because that's what's important. All right. I think a lot of times they give these students busy work, right? Busy work is number one against any type that's a creative type. Okay. They don't like busy work. Well, maybe he When I'm doing the same thing, when I already understand the concept, there's no reason for me to have to do it 50 times in a row because other kids, they have to do it 50 times in a row to learn that concept. Well, here's I the thing. I already learned it. So if anything, I think what you're looking at is like you shouldn't be looking at, well, how is he doing? Oh, he got in trouble on the bus. It's probably an asshole on the bus. I got, I got in so many fights on the bus. Didn't mean anything about me. Like lunchroom? Lunchroom, well, well yeah, it's social interaction, I'm guys. I'm not sure about That's that. That's what happens. No, but to sit there and to think that you would have to be like I think on drugs. she was just writing as an opposing view of saying, look, I, I think what B was basically saying is, I love that you guys had on an ADHD specialist. I feel guilty about this all the time. I, B, I don't want to make B feel worse about her decision. Sounds like you guys But it have... sounds like she's literally just drugging her kid because no, otherwise he's running on. around. You can't say that. You can't say that. You don't... You don't that I don't know. So You're terrible. right. I don't know. But that's what she just emailed us. She just said because he was acting out and he wasn't sitting in his seat. I think she seat. emailed us to say her opposing point of view and just go, hey, guys, I completely see what your, your point is, but I'm in this situation. All I wanted to say is we did have people that, that wrote to us that enjoyed that interview and agreed with C. Eshelman, who was the therapist that was on. But there were some people that are in B's situation, so... I think you have to just take it in case by case. Do you think Mozart would be around if there was ADD medication back then? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. think so. I don't um, think so. Lastly, I feel like I don't even want to do this story today. It's been a very serious show, I feel like. Um, the animal abusers that are being registered now well, as yes, sex offenders. Yes, Sarah, way to go. Buzz. Now, of course, let's talk about I know. this. I know. I feel like it is a buzzkill. I don't even want to do that one. All right. You- well, here, real quick. How about this? I'll keep a timer. You have exactly 45 seconds, all right? I got it right here, Sarah. I kind of want to flash this light in your eye and see if you get sexually aroused, because now they're saying that men are stimulated by light, so I kind of want to put the flashlight option on. Wait, so we're just going to ignore this story then? I was going to give you 45 seconds to go through. People are having to register as, like, dog offenders. The interesting part about this is maybe it's more of a debate that, that we should have, because the Humane Society is actually against this registry. Uh, because it makes sense, Sarah. Because people that are for, like, the people that go to the, there's people that love animals. Uh-huh. And there's people that love animals, right? Okay. Those people that love animals, they're the ones that will look at you and tell you that an animal's life is worth more than a human's, right? Those are the people that are there, and they're more worried about having someone that, you know, abuse the dog on a registry on a national registry and having people use man hours and tax dollars on that than to have them i don't know focus on better schools focus on education to make sure this doesn't happen focus on things like that like this is all tax money that's what i look at it as and i go for a registry 
You don't even have like a registry for people that were past criminal. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way if you were a robber, if you have broken into someone's house, it's not like you have to go to everyone and get on a registry when you get out of jail. No, that's it. You're just on jail. You're, out of, you're on probation. Well, that's Parole. what the, the humane societies are saying. And by the way, most of these registry or registries, um, these kind of uh, databases are happening. Hillsborough County is a big one in Florida. Now they're going to make them statewide. New York City has one. They're going to make that statewide. Count, uh, Cook County in Illinois. So essentially, if you abuse an animal, Animal, dog fight anything you're on this uh database yeah. and the humane society is saying look most of the people who abuse animals it's neglect it's not actually physically beating them with a bat mm-hmm. and most of the time these people are just really uneducated on how to take care of an animal so we yeah. need to be educating these people but if we start putting them on this database they're going to be singled out they're going to be of course, they could be losing a job because if somebody Googles you and you're registered just like a sex offender, that could impact a lot of things. They're saying, the Humane Society is saying, you get in a di- downward spiral and then boom. I'm going to bring this up because I remember this, Sarah, right? All right. You, if you, the way that you raised your dogs growing up, right? They were outdoor dogs, right? They lived outside or lived yes. in the barn or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that if you randomly moved, right, down to Hillsborough County and you did that same thing because that's how you always raised your animals where you're from that was culturally acceptable there, right? You have to register now as an animal abuser for the rest of your life and it's going to go around because you didn't know. Well, here's the thing. I think that's the issue is like they're not spending the money on educating people because – I would never in my life think about keeping a dog outside, but when you said it, remember all the hate you got for that? And oh, you're like, yeah, tons. All that hate you got, and you're like, well, hold on. First off, that's what everyone did. I didn't realize Dirty. it was that big of an issue. Like, the dog was happy. It was fine. But still, now that you know, would you, if you got a pet, would you keep it outside, Sarah? No, you would keep it inside. Actually, right. here's the thing. This is why I don't want a pet because I don't want – I grew up with not no animals in the house, and I loved it. Well, then there and you go. Then you just don't have a pet. But I'm just saying, though – you wouldn't be able to keep it. You would have to keep it inside. You I'd cannot be curious. do it. Okay, I would be curious, like in parts of Virginia, in parts of Maryland, can you not leave? So Derby, by the way, is my dog that's still alive in my family in Maine. And he, by the way, still lives in the barn, except for he comes in in the winter when it's really cold. So it's not like these animals live outside. And by really cold, you're talking about by the time it finally gets under 30 degrees, he's like, yeah, it's cold enough, let's get inside. No, now he'll come to the door. Like as he gets older, he'll come to the door wanting to come in. He'll bark to come in. So my mom and stepfather, of course, will let let him in the house so but i'm curious like all summer long the dog just sleeps in the barn on a sofa like my mom went and got a free sofa at the recycling center Mm -hmm. and the dog sleeps on that with the cats and everything so there's four cats around him and the dog so is that illegal I mean, I'm telling you, like, it's probably, like, depending. Like, that's I think, normal in Maine. Well, as long as, like, you have them fed and stuff like that. But I know well, yeah, there are certain, the like, clinics, like, certain, like, adoption agencies that they make you sign. Like, one of the things, it's, like, the rules they have and that this dog must be an indoor animal. Like, it cannot really? be an outdoor animal. Yeah. You're kidding. Like, oh it can my be God. outdoors, but it cannot live permanently outdoors. It will not be kept outside for more than, like, you know, four or five hours outside at a time. Uh all right, well, I need to find that out. Like, where do your dogs get water and stuff from? Oh, well, they have, like, a water dish and everything outside. You just go out there and you just dump some water out of the out of the well or well, something? Well, yeah, I mean, they feed them every day. I mean, yeah, they feed them, put out new water. Yeah, I mean, like, all that so you're stuff. Not making These them animals do, like, aren't, like, you're not making scrounging them... for food. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you were doing, like, the Hunger Games. <laughs> no. 
No. Oh, my God. Like, between the goats and the cats and the dogs, no, you know? absolutely not. Oh, okay. Um, I, I didn't even ask you. Did you have any other stories you wanted to talk about from this weekend? I forgot, honestly. Or, this weekend was a mess. What else happened? Did you go on any dates? Because I, I get asked that now a lot, No, too. I didn't go on dates. People got to, like, leave me alone. I went on... Here's the problem, Sarah. Like, I go on one date... And you make such a big deal out of it that it makes it sound like I've been on 50 dates with all these listeners. Like, no, 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 Sarah. I went on one date with one listener. That was it. Well, I think we love the, we like the ongoing story. That was the thing. We're, I think everybody's rooting for you, so it was kind of like... Rooting for me, but hey. I'm not rooting for myself. I'm living, I'm loving myself right <laughs> now. Like, I don't like, why is everyone rooting for me to get something I don't want? Like, I already have to go to all these stupid weddings for my friends and all my cousins and everything like that. Like, that I just go there, I go, oh, God, thank God. Okay, well, maybe we'll stop rooting for you. I think I think people were just, like, asking and inquiring about your happiness. Root for the Schween to get a night of good times, right? <laughs> but don't root for Sammy K to have a girlfriend, right? That's what you should be rooting. Rick, you're rooting for the wrong thing. All right, well, there you go. Uh, a couple of things that we need to tell you about. Our next live show is this Friday night, Arlington, Virginia, Clarendon Ballroom. It tickets. Is? Yeah, you better be there. Uh-huh. Showtime's at 8. Doors open at 6. Um, tickets are at eventbrite.com backslash HeyFrage podcast. Also, if you get a chance, will you review us on iTunes? Review us on iTunes. It really, really makes a big difference. And share the podcast with a friend. And if you can also, go to another podcast. Maybe one that's pretty good, but not as good as ours. And give them a really shitty review. <laughs> that way... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm excited about tomorrow's show, by the way. We Are have a very, really? very special guest. Yeah, she's very brave to be on. So I'm super excited about this. I, I, won't even re- I won't even reveal. I'll keep the surprise. All right. Manana, everybody. Ciao. We love you. Bye-bye.